Hey everybody, this is Pierre Quinn, and you're listening to episode 125 of the Leading Wild Green podcast, where my mission is to help you live, learn, and lead with confidence. On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Chris Thompson, co-owner and head coach of the Student Works Management Program. And before we jump into that conversation with Chris, just want to thank you so much for supporting the Leading Wild Green podcast. I mean, you listen to it. You download it, you share it on social media, you've been sending me emails about it, and I thank you so much for your support, for going on this journey of what it means to be an effective leader and encouraging others along the way. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to episode 124 with Seth Yolorda, Finding Vision Clarity, powerful episode, powerful, powerful episode. Hope you took advantage of the free clarity session that Seth was offering If you want to know more about that, go back and listen to episode 124. My guest on this episode is Chris Thompson. Chris is co-owner and head coach of the Student Works and Management Program, a prestigious entrepreneur training program for university students that helps them develop the necessary skills to become the leaders of tomorrow. Now, Chris has been doing this for over 30 years and has grown over 161 millionaires with this proven system. Their program allows 18-year-olds to make over 100000 in revenue within their first year of business. Now, on top of all of that, 99% of the students that come through the program are able to land great-paying jobs within the first year out of school. Chris is also the host of the top-rated podcast, Leaders of Tomorrow. And when that podcast launched in early 2019, it hit the top 100. And every week they bring stories of their hundreds of alumni and how the alumni have been able to build on those skills that they discovered during their time with the Student Works Management Program. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. Had so much fun recording it. Here is the featured conversation with Chris Thompson. I'm excited to be joined on this episode of the Leading Wild Green podcast by Chris Thompson. Chris, thanks for being my guest today. Well, really great to to uh, join you today, and and it sounds to, to me like we are uh, working on the same space, you know, yeah. uh, and and all about emerging leaders and all about developing young people into being, uh, you know, uh, and and making the changes we want in the world, right? And they want in the world. Absolutely. So, speaking of young people, uh, Chris, let's go back when you finally got to the place where you were thinking about your career. Uh, what, what were a couple of things that were on the horizon for you? Yeah, so so one of the big things that impacted me was I was a competitive swimmer. So I was uh, an elite swimmer. I, 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 I was my best placing, I guess, in our Canadian university championships was number eight uh, in the nation. And we won the national title. And so I'd been impacted really, I think, by three big things. One of them was uh, I, I was coached by three national team coaches. I had some really great teachers. Um, and, um, and I, uh, as a result of swimming, I could never get a job, uh, sorry, like a normal job. Yeah. So I went and shoveled snow, uh, cut lawns and, and I, I just got, I saw that that was really an opportunity. The idea of being an entrepreneur, the idea of being a teacher, the idea of being a coach. And so, um, you know, in university, I found this opportunity where I got the opportunity to, get trained and coached. I was the 10th owner operator of this business at the time called student painters. Now it's called student works. And we basically learned how to sell and market and recruit. And I just, I really, what I saw when I did it was what an enormous impact this would have on my career. Like mm-hmm. at 20, 19, I was learning how to sell tens of thousands of dollars worth of work. I was learning all sorts of weaknesses. I was gaining strengths. I was gaining mindsets. I was interacting with this amazing group of people. And so that's what happened when I was just coming into my own around university, uh, you know, at the end of university. So what what did you decide to major on uh, when you were in university and and how how and what way did that play into what you ultimately decided to do for a uh, career? At the time, one of the things, business was accounting, okay, when mm-hmm. I went to school. And mm-hmm. I was not great at math, okay, still not great at math. So I'm with, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so, so 
if I had gone to school now, I'm sure I probably would have taken business because they broaden it and they've, they've given a lot more different courses. But at the time I took history, my father was a very successful lawyer and I thought maybe I would do law, but I always felt I would do law to do business. Like mm -hmm. I just got the customer experience. I got, mm -hmm. wow, I could just go talk to people and they, they give me money, meaning for providing services like, you know, and, and a lot of the businesses really that I've always done are just very simple businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, you provide great services, you show up on time, do what you say, say please and thank you, treat people with respect. Hey, people want to buy from you, right? It's mm -hmm. not that hard. <laughs> so, so my school didn't have a big impact. What I found at school had a big impact on my career. I, for instance, I love American history. Yeah. I love American history. I still, I still um, watch with fascination what, what, what happens in America. And, and a lot of that was my interest in, in study. And I learned how to write well. I learned how to craft an argument. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was not something I took uh, that made a difference in my career. Well, what's the danger in and going to school and only uh, looking for that degree mm -hmm. and not opening yourself up to the really the myriad of almost limitless, limitless possibilities that are, that are out there. What's, what's the danger of being so focused on your degree? And I know depending on your discipline, but even sure. if it's specialized and, and lot and missing out and lock being so focused that you, you potentially miss some great things. Well, I would say, you know, if we really think about, you know, what's likely to impact us the most in our lives is yes, books. And I see you've got a bunch of books behind you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, 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 and in my, my main office, that's what I have as well, but people. Mm -hmm. So, so for me, it's, 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 it's the people you meet, it's the connections and it's not connections. Cause I'm a big believer. It's not who, you know, they say, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, no, mm -hmm. it's who, you know, that think highly of you. So I need to, you know, to, to, to not just get stuck on, oh, this is my degree. And I see students will regularly, oh, all of a sudden I found out I didn't like history and that was a mistake. Oh, I, I'm really interested in business, which became clearer and clearer when I went through school. Yeah. I never thought of switching. It's like, no, this is just a period. I'm getting educated. And mm. now I'm going to go out because how many, how many, there's not that many specific university courses that I take that are going to drive me directly into a career. Mm -hmm. Right. Like yeah. there's, then I need to find out what the marketplace is and the marketplace is going to change too. Right. Like lawyers, I look at law and I see a huge shift coming with artificial intelligence. And so I want to have somebody, if, if, you know, if I'm coaching somebody, I want to have them understanding again, the customer, understanding their skill set, understanding their integrity, understanding their mindsets. That's way more important to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, what did your, how did your foray into, you know, it's now student works, but now student painting. Yes. Like, did you just happen to walk into a seminar? Was it someone gave well, you a invitation? No, how, so, how did it start for you? Well, great. So, so I met a young lady in high school named Martha McDonald. And then at orientation, um, she was uh, somebody a year older than me. We became, we reengaged as good friends. Mm -hmm. And she went and said, do you want to run this orientation at our school? So I got the chance to be a student leader. Well, her boyfriend actually had previously run it two years previously. And he was the, the, the I call him the co-founder of student painters. Mm -hmm. And so he became my mentor. And so that, you know, quote unquote meeting, that engagement, that social relationship, I found my mentor. And mm -hmm. so then I basically worked through university with him. And then I excelled, I, 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 I performed really well. I got the opportunity to become a partner. And then later on, he sold me the business. Mm. So, wow. so again, relationships yeah. matter. Relationships matter. You, you know, we're, we're having this conversation on the Leading Wild Green podcast, and we're talking about your work with student works and with leadership development. You know, when I'm, when I'm thinking about it in 2020, as we're recording this, uh, painting doesn't necessarily sound like marketing, like yes. sexy, attractive, yeah. like, ooh. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, how, how do you use that to your advantage? And what's the, not necessarily hook, but what's, what are you putting out there to, to be an attraction? And I know, you know, going on the website and, and yeah. all the leadership development and the numbers and all of that, but what yeah. are some other things that you're putting out there to say, 
this is why you should take advantage of this opportunity? Well, great question. And you're um, not surprising. You're seeing the, the special sauce. So a lot of times people think I want to do banking and law and medicine. And you know what's true is most of the smartest people in our economy in North America are pursuing those tracks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just enormous opportunities in the things that no one ever thought of. Mm-hmm. And you know what's true is, is that you can run incredibly successful and profitable painting businesses and window cleaning businesses. And I know a whole bunch who are, you know, again, multimillionaires. So, you know, if they stay in their career, uh, who are, and again, providing tremendous value to consumers, et cetera. So, but one of the things that we've done as well, and I'm a huge believer in this, is understanding, you know, yes, it's really great. I can just go knock on a door and um, provide service and get paid. That's really great. And if I want to do really well, I've got to figure out how to get out of commoditization. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're pointing to. So how did we get out of being commoditized? There's everybody can paint. Everybody mm-hmm. can window cleaning. Yeah. So what's, what's the secret sauce? The secret sauce is we are um, no, no EVP of Walmart is going to say, let's let the students take over the stores this year and see how they do. <laughs> Right. Not going to happen. So we are the best choice for really, really hardworking leaders who want to set themselves apart. So we get these amazing students coming in and being attracted to our program. And then customers love the idea of providing student employment. Yeah. Love the idea of is supporting this young student entrepreneur who then in two, two decades will be a leader in our community. And they see it. And now we, we coach it and we tell them, you know, how to see it. But, but, you know, our, our, our customers see that that's a really, really wonderful thing. And, and, you know, again, I think we more and more now, who do we buy from people? We say, I respect that company. That's what they're doing. They've got values that I appreciate. Right. And, and they're the types of people I want to be, be, be about. And so that's what obviously we want to be about. So give us the process, the framework of how, of how it all really comes together. Yeah. I, I, I develop an interest and I, and I'm, you know, showing up on day one, you know, what are the things that le- that are leading up into day one and how do I, as a, as a student progress right. through the program, the program. So first of all, what, the most important thing is we literally spend from September to January only recruiting, Hmm. literally only recruiting, except coaching our previous year's operators about how to get better. But, but so that's one of the most important things. Again, I, I, I swam in the best swimming team in the, in the nation. I looked at our coach and by the way, he's amazing and still coaching shout out Byron. But, um, the biggest thing he did was he recruited previous world record holders and he recruited amazing athletes and it made him great. Like, you know, Duke and coach K, you know, why is he amazing? He gets such amazing talent. So, Mm -hmm. so first of all, you've got to find amazing talent. Then come January, we have two big weekends um, in different parts of Eastern Canada where we come and we, we get a hundred plus people together and we run them through the training and we teach them all the things they do. And then um, there's a great book called Weekly Coaching Conversations by Brian Souza. And um, we've been doing what he suggested in that book in the New York Times bestseller for decades, and which is every week we have a coaching conversation with our team about how to get better and how to get better and how to get better and what the strategy is and what the plan is and what they're going to be implementing. And so they're spending 20 to 25 hours a week around their university uh, uh, um you know, programs working in their market, you know, marketing during the night, calling past customers, uh, recruiting, doing estimates on the weekend. And they're doing that until mid mid to end of April when they get out of school. There mm-hmm. also are two other trainings that we run and another big training in the, in the, in the summer. And then we individually get them started. One of the big things we believe in is a, 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 a philosophy called show don't tell. So I don't, I don't, I don't want you to tell me what to do. I want you to show me what to do. So we go out and we show them how you get estimates and then we show them how to book jobs and we show every little different part of the program. So they go, I got it, you know, like kinesthetic learners. That's what we think we've got, you know, I got it. And then, and then we teach them how to run a, a net profit business, how to actually make money. 
Uh, so, so we really are a coaching company. Um, and, and then as we go through, um, we, we teach them how to get better and better. And then we teach them how to do that better and better in a second year or in a third year, et cetera. And, and just, just try to develop our young leaders. I love what you said, how you're, re- you're really a coaching company yes. that uses the, a, a business around, around painting uh, to coach uh, young people into being, being leaders and entrepreneurs. Now, you know, w- what age are we talking about here? I know, you know, I yeah. know the, the, the range. No, the, the range is sort of 18 to 24, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, so maybe, uh, and then our district managers may be, you know, the leaders of that group, maybe, you know, 21 to 26, you know, our VP is in his late twenties. Mm-hmm. So we're really, really a young organization. I tell people that I'm 28. I'm not, uh, <laughs> but, but, but just cause I've never dealt with anybody. Like I've just dealt with this age group all the time. So I understand it. I feel it. I get, I get what they're going through. Um, and, uh, or, or, you know, I, I think as much as you can when, when, when there's a, a few decades between you. Yeah. Yeah. There's this kind of this push, uh, looking at younger generations in the workplace and their contribution to culture and society at large. And there's this, sometimes we say things that maybe they're popular culture, they're trending, and we don't yeah. know from personal experience, but we throw things out like, you know, young people are are yes. are selfish or they don't yes. want to work hard or, yeah. you know, they don't have enough grit and determination like we did in previous generations. Yeah. Working with this specific uh, age over decades. W- w- what have you seen to be to be true, and you've helped to teach and train out of? And yeah. what have you seen to be not 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 true at all? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, first of all, in any um, again looking at sport, but in any mm-hmm. timed activity or measured activity, the athletes of today are better than any time ever. Okay, mm-hmm. by a lot. Okay, and so so to me, and why are they? Well, they're literally standing on the shoulders of all the past athletes. Mm, they're yeah. learning how to train better. They're the coaching's better. Like I look at what we used to do and now what we're doing again in our, in our, it's like, you know, um, all the different advantages are just so much further. So don't you think it's the same everywhere else? Our company is so much better than we were decades ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so I, I can only imagine I'm not at university, that they're way better at teaching things than we used to be. And, and it looks that way, just seeing all the group coaching and the group environment. So, so first of all, I think we're preparing um, leaders better than we ever have. And um, now it's normal that past generations always look down on the younger ones. That's what they do. Okay. And so I could tell by how you set that up. You don't, I don't, that's not what we see. Now there are some differences. Mm -hmm. I think hard work, that's not one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, elite people work hard. People used to complain when we were young about us. Now they would never complain. I'm sure about you, Pierre, and they didn't complain about (laughs) me, but they complained about others in our midst because they didn't work as hard as we did. So Mm -hmm. always the exceptional people work way harder, are way more responsible, have higher levels of integrity. But there are some things that definitely have been impactful and will continue to be. The impact of social media, okay? And the impact of, of getting likes and wanting to get liked and like, you know, I guess this is the first time I think I can ever say this publicly, but I remember a lot of Fridays watching Love Boat, you know, with just some <laughs> ice cream, okay, um, <laughs> back in the day. Okay, now that, by the way, for our audience, a, a silly show, you know, but there were only three channels to watch. And so that was the best. And, but I didn't have on my phone, here's what all my friends are doing and yeah. having loads of fun. I didn't know. I would get on the phone and I would start calling people. Some nights I wouldn't find anything that was going on. I go, oh, okay. But I wouldn't know that there were things going on that, oh, Chris wasn't invited or I didn't get called or whatever. Mm, so, So that is impactful. Another thing that's impactful, I think, is people not doing enough of this having real conversations. Yeah. And so I think the direct messaging, the texting, other than the, hey, let's get together, let's talk, is, is, can be a problem. Or where are you going? You know, one, of, one great example, one of my, um, one of my uh, former operators, a very highly successful Sheldon, he, he remembers going to basketball tournaments and he said there'd be five of them in the minivan and they'd be texting 
back and forth rather than talking, or they'd send little messages back and forth. And he just said, since coming into this program, he's going, oh my God, my life's changed because I'm, again, so much more self-expressed, yeah. you know, and I'm seeing the gift in that. And I'm, and again, so much more, again, talking about my vulnerabilities or talking about what's not going well and not, not just, you know, and there's a real look at me, um, uh, because of social media again, and that's not, and it was all gamified. It was all planned on purpose by yep. these, you know, social media giants to make money and to have people want to watch the apps and, and so, so there's no judgment there. And, and I mm -hmm. can see myself sometimes going, Oh yeah, look at, look, Oh, who, who liked my post? Yeah. Like, like how embarrassing, <laughs> but it's true. That's what I do. So I'm just going, you know, me with my level of success, how would I have, have, have interacted as a 15 year old mm. or 13 year old or 19 year old way, way more attached. So that's something I think that's really different. You threw some things out there. Um, that one of your previous operators said about you know, this idea about vulnerability yeah. um, and the idea of accountability, this transparency. Mm -hmm. uh, how, give me a story of, of not just the one you mentioned, but someone else who came back and said, you know, this just didn't prepare me for, to be a good entrepreneur, to be uh, a good professional. Yeah. But the things I learned in this program, really, you know, maybe it supplemented a lack of something that I was missing growing up or really kind of just retooled me for life. And it's changed, you know, life and relationships personally and professionally for me. Well, you know, one of the things that, that, that we do in it, and it, it's, you can get deeper as you stay longer, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like time. And, you know, I know, you know, this is our first initial conversation. Look what we're getting into. I know yeah. I can just tell if we were buddies, sorry, if we spent more time together, we get deeper and deeper and, and that's where you're going. That's where I would go. And so one of the things that we do is, is, is uh, in our veteran trainings, w one of the things that we do is we, we look to get people to sort of reach out and share and mm -hmm. reach out and, and share the things that are most vulnerable, but because by by telling people and really opening up, we see that everybody has has things. So so you know, homosexuality gets breached, or they've been sexually abused. Or I remember one incredible story about one of our operators. His mom um, thought that he and her, his father had tried to kill her, hmm. um, and wow. so the police had to go through the whole scenario because. Is it true? And of course it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this man spent three years in our program and his father was a great guy, but, but so, so it's, it's like now normally what we run around with, and it makes sense, by the way, look at me, everything's great. Okay. We actually yeah. teach people, how are you today? Super fantastic. So we <laughs> teach people how to actually, you know, uh, engage with people powerfully. Yeah. But underneath it all, we all have wounds. We all have problems. We all have, 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 have challenges. And the more we see, like, again, Instagram or Facebook shows the public face mm -hmm. when it, and, and, and so I see people's public face and then I see my interior worst case scenario and my, oh, so the good. fights that I had with my family or, or the wounds that I don't think I'm, I'm good enough or, that's or, good. um, you know, the fight I had with my brother. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that, 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 that stuff that, that, that hurts. And so the more we can bring that to light, we can say, ah, that's okay. So those are things that, again, um, we try to work on and, and cause we can, and we also believe by the way, it's what impacts, what's, what impacts you personally impacts you professionally. So we also know that mm -hmm. these things are going to impact you. So, mm -hmm. so, um, it, it, it matters uh, how, how we're, how we're, how we're performing personally, because it'll impact your professional performance. How do you make, what, what do you do to intentionally maintain this safe, safe space or safe culture where this vulnerability, this transparency can happen in this leadership development? And then a person can be retooled and equipped to go out and to, to be wildly successful, to command, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars mm -hmm. at a young age. What is it about the program that that makes it safe to go deep, but mm -hmm. also doesn't allow people to rest in necessarily the wounds? Yeah. 
using those as leverage to to have that that increased success? So I guess, you know, a number of things. Number one, I think it's the values of our organization. So so uh, and and what we what we believe in, what we support, I guess, you know, um, we we fundamentally do a lot of work. Our, all of our senior leadership team have done a program called Landmark Education, which I highly recommend in the forum, which I highly recommend. But the, the, the biggest thing is, is that, is that, you know, it, it does start from your leadership team is, is that someone is, um, you're creating a safe space because you're creating safe space, you know, mm-hmm. and everything is okay here, you know, like, sorry, if, or if there's a bad behavior, Hey, we can't do that. There, there's another piece as well as we really do our best. It's kind of a concept of separating out integrity from morality. And what I mean by that is, is it comes down to, um, I think most organizations, people lie and mm-hmm. they lie because the organization doesn't give them any way out. Mm. I, of course I'm going to lie. So did you go canvassing? You said you were going to go canvassing on Saturday. Did you go canvassing? Absolutely. I went to canvassing. Oh, how'd it go? I didn't get very many good results. Oh, what happened? I, no one was home. It was cold, you know, and they're, they're throwing sand in the air for the coach to sort of try to handle and what's actually happening. And I'm wondering, and then the relationship proceeds because, because mm. David's lying to me, you yeah. know? So we basically say, well, you know, first of all, we set it up and we say, look, the most important thing is just tell us what's going on. So, so number one, you said you're a canvas from, from, you know, 10 till one. So when did you get out there? No, no, no. I mean, specifically, you know, not in your car, but when you hit the streets with Joe, you know, the person you're going with, oh, well, Joe didn't come. Okay. So, but what happened? And then, and then it's like, okay, so when did you take your first break? Oh, okay. Or, or what? Ha- I got cold, and and then they just tell you the truth, and you and you go, fantastic. Well, thanks for telling me the truth. So the plan was to go from ten to one. You went from ten to eleven fifteen. Okay. Now let's talk about that. So what is going to happen in your business hmm. if you do that all the time? Set goals of three hours and do less than less than forty percent of it. Huh, wow, that's that's interesting. I, I guess I probably won't be successful. Yeah. So do you, you want to be successful? Absolutely. Okay, great. So what could we do to make you more reliable in the future? Oh, well, it was really cold. Well, what, what clothes did you have on? Well, I didn't bring a hat. No kidding. How can you canvas, you know, in Canada, you know, with no hat, you know, like, what are you doing? And I didn't have this. Okay. And so also, hey, maybe you're really cold. Well, why don't on the, on really, really cold days, why don't we plan a half hour break? We'll go get a coffee, warm up, come back out. Yeah, I could do that. And, and so all of these areas, wherever they're doing, there's two things. Number one, what did you say you were going to do? Just the activity. And then the second thing is how well were you doing that activity? Then we can coach how well they're doing that activity. What did they say? You know, they said this. So how did you respond to that? And then you're, but you're seeing it as two separate things, coaching, you know, coaching integrity not attached to morality because most people, and what I mean by morality, everyone is, is most people will go, I was bad. I'm a loser. I can't do what I say. Mm-hmm. Look, look at me. I'm, there's no way I'll be successful in life when no, you just need to figure out ways that you can win. So it's mm-hmm. just like, let's think about it. Most people, most people come late um, and don't even consider it's important. Right. We were obviously both on time for this meeting that shows up for our integrity and how we operate in our lives. Most people don't even consider it all that important. I was a little bit late. Well, I was only a couple minutes late. I know that's not how I see it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. late or you're not. Your word matters or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we can coach them on how that that can make a difference. I know some people are going to go back specifically and rewind this part of, of what you said because they're thinking, man, I've been coaching or been attempting to coach uh, my team the wrong way. And yeah. I've been helping them contribute to those feelings of, you know, I'm a loser. I'm never going yes. to get it right. Instead yeah. of making that distinct, uh, yeah. that distinct separation. Tell me, tell me about some growth, some growth, Chris a person that came in and maybe they were a little rough and you can change, of course, you know, sure. names of and course. all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but they came in, they were a little rough and, you know, you really had to give them maybe a little bit of extra uh, effort and support and accountability. Yeah. But, but then that, that it clicked for them. Yeah. And 
you know, everyone took a step back and said, wow, like this person, this person is the reason why we do what we do. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to point at for everybody is to really get that for everybody, there's some piece of them that I'm not worthy. I'm Mm -hmm. not good enough. Like it's all underneath everybody. It may not look that way. It is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so the less, the more we can support people and make sure that they're not feeling that. So, so we like, like, I've been doing this now since 1984. So literally we've had thousands of people and, and I had a, I had a friend um, uh, and, and it's funny, I'll be able to say this with, with not, with not, um, well, he'll be fine that I share it if people can figure it out. But he was part of a sale of a of a major corporation or refinancing, and a new group of investors came in, and the multiple changed from seven to one hundred eighty million dollars, and he got a huge check. And he mm-hmm. called me crying and said, "You're a prince. You're an angel. You changed my life. I was mm-hmm. I was I was dealing drugs in school and going down the wrong road, and I had no accountability and 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 doing so many bad things, and I just didn't see it, and my life has totally changed. So so." Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had lots of opportunities um, and lots, lots of, you know, really, really great moments like that. And, yeah. and so one of the things about our program is, is, yes, we're about every year going and having people win every day, every day, every week, every week. But the thing that really excites me is what they, what they turn it into in the future. You know, how incredibly successful. That's one of the reasons why we're counting millionaires on our site. It says 161. We've identified 171 now. So I'm sure we'll change our site soon. That's really not my responsibility. Um, <laughs> um, but, but we're, we're, that's, and by the way, there's no return. There's no money. There's no money to be had there. But God, what a gift, right? Am I yeah. ever blessed to be able to do that, right? And and um, to to have an impact on people, and 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 we'll have alumni events, and people come over and go, yeah, no, I'm 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 in your group. <laughs> of, course. of course, yeah, it's, it's so awesome, so awesome, yeah. So let's talk. And I was uh, going over the website, just kind of reading, taking it in, in preparation for this conversation. Talk talk to talk to us about the advantage of. Oh, let me frame it this way. Uh, sure. uh, Chandler Bolt is a person I've consumed his content. He has, he runs self-publishing school uh, right. online. He has this book published and his frustration, Chandler Bolt's frustration was he was in school uh, to learn business. Right. None of his professors had ever run a business. Yeah. So Chandler, he ultimately dropped out of school yes. and started his own business. And now he, you know, seven, eight figure self-publishing yeah. school business, all of that stuff. But what, talk to us about this, not, not the supplement, but what you provide in your program that a student may or may, or may not get in a traditional business, yeah. you know, even well, entrepreneurship program. For sure. Well, just to shout out one of our former operators, James Fedek, uh, Airbnb Mastery. Okay. And he basically in his uh, Carleton University class, basically someone had written down and we don't do this anymore. And we actually have never trained it, but someone wrote down, hey, come earn $15,000 for student works this summer on the front board. And a professor came in and said, if anyone thinks that's possible, that's crazy. It's not possible to earn that much money. There's no way. It's a complete lie. Um, and, and so, you know, he went and said, I went and made $30,000 that summer. And, uh, <laughs> that next year I dropped out of school and now he's running an enormous, at least successful online business. And so, you know, and by the way, I totally believe in the university education. So, so, so we're <laughs> clear for, for when people are prepared, they're prepared to go do the work, they're prepared to really go, go hard at it. Um, and it's, it's like, um, I'm a basketball fan. So, so it's like, okay, I can see what Kyle Lowry's doing. I can see, you know, and they're, they're, oh, they cut here. They do this, they do this. It means nothing unless you're going out and playing if you want to play at an elite level. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's the experience of, I understand the sales process, but unless I get into objection handling, unless I get into how, do, how can I really develop the need with client, unless I really explain things and really practice or leadership. What's, there's, a, there's a line, we both know, there's a yeah. line in leadership, which is I'm pushing too hard and it's toxic 
to I'm too soft and it's easy. They'll never, they'll never be held accountable. Yeah. We both know we don't want those two. How do we get in the middle? And then how do we get in the middle with each individual person? Okay. How can you figure that out by reading books? And we both have loads of books that we want to read and that <laughs> right. we've read and we'll continue right. to read. Right. So, so, but in the end you read the books and then you practice or you listen to a professor and you practice or you listen to a podcast and then you practice, you know, that's what, that's what matters. And then you keep honing your craft and honing your craft. So, so again, education is one piece in the past. I think um, it was a bigger piece, but also as well, I think it was kind of, um, like I, I remember, I remember, um, back, uh, when I was at, when I was a university student, I, I worked with this guy and the big chill is a old classic movie. And it talked about, uh, you know, it, you know, when pe people used to go to universities, especially really good universities, their careers were set and yeah. it was like over. And that's what he talked about when he graduated. It was like, I, I knew I was set. My wife and I, we were set. We, we went to good universities. We were just set. That's that didn't happen for anybody my age um, and, and, and younger, but, but now it's becoming less and less. I need that university education and all these other things, of course, to really make a difference in this competitive world. Hmm. Man. So, so, so good. So, so good. I mean, we're, we're having this conversation on the leading wild green podcast and, and I know people are trying to write furiously. I just want to encourage you, go back, start from the beginning, start from the beginning and take, <laughs> take serious notes, take serious notes this time. Uh, I, I need to ask you, Chris, what keeps you, what keeps you in it? I mean, 30 yeah. years, yeah. you could have sold, you could have, yeah. you know, yeah. opened a consulting firm, right. a leadership development. You could have done anything else at this stage with the success of the students that have come through your program. What keeps you, you in it for, for so many years? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, uh, what keeps me in it is, is, is those calls, you know, mm. those, those, those relationships. And now one of the things I've done is I created a podcast and it's called the leaders of tomorrow podcast. And we interview our alumni and we've been doing it now for two years and we'll just keep doing it. And it mm. just, it feels so great having the impact that we've had and that, you know, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a real blessing, like, like to have, to have the opportunity to make such a contribution in the world. Remember, like when you're young and I get it, when I was young, I wanted to figure out how I could make some decent money so that I could, you know, go be okay. Right. And, yeah. and attract an amazing woman in my life, which I did, thank God. And she's, she's still here with me and we have three kids, but it's like, after a while, it's, it's, or sh I shouldn't even say I made a great decision to follow this because I saw the contribution I could make while doing well, you know, and, and some people get it inverted. They want to do well and then they can cash out, then they can do something good. No, what mm. about doing something good while we're doing well? And mm. that's, that's really something that I focused on. Um, and, uh, um, so, so, you know, what you're hearing here is what you hear every day, five days a week, or, or if we're working at running a training, I'm just really super excited. And, and one of the things that actually did get me off track, because I, I actually was developing a coaching career at one point, I was developing, you know, potentially a speaking career. And I saw that ultimately, after a while, I saw that there was an opportunity there, but it would hurt this. And then actually it was impacting this. And, mm. and I got that coaching, uh, wonderful coaching from my wife, who's the CEO and my partner. And she said, no, we just hundred percent on this, a hundred percent on this. And, and our business has grown from four, four million to $14 million wow. in the last, uh, you know, 10 or 11 years. And that's been why is we're all on hands you know, building and developing young leaders and that's all we do. And so we'll get calls about doing something else or, or, or whatever. And it's all around that space. And so, you know, these, these podcasts that I'm doing is, is about getting our brand out so that other people can be attracted to this. And we know part of it, it will be also will be sharing great wisdom. What a great thing. Is that ever a good thing? Right. That makes me feel good. You know, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go to bed tonight and I'll be, acknowledging my contributions because that's something I do every night. I acknowledge my, I, what I'm grateful for. And then I'll acknowledge my efforts or my th things that, the things that I contributed. And I'll think to this podcast, I'll go, great. I, I was able to, uh, cause I can tell by your eyes and can tell by what you said that I was able to make a contribution today. What, a, what, 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 a, what a great space, you know? And, uh, and so that's, 
that's a great way to live. That's a great way to, 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 to be thinking, how can we acknowledge ourselves? What can we be grateful about? And, uh, that's what, that's what we're busy working on. Well, why is it so important for you to do that every day? Why is that part of your routine? Um, well, it's, 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 again, it's, uh, I'm a big believer in R and D and R and D is rip off and duplicate. Okay. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so someone taught me that. Okay. So the Hoffman process taught me that. And, and so I've, I've, I, I used to ignore, I used to, I, I guess putting it into a package, it's just every day thinking that every day I meditate every day. I, every day I, 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 I start the day with a meditation. You know, I, I, I finish the day with acknowledgement and gratitude and it just builds and builds yeah. and builds. There's no question that I was born more optimistic. There's no question I was born on the sunnier side of the street. <laughs> and there's no question that the habits that I have and the, 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 what I eat, how I work out, who I spend my time with, and, you know, ha- you know, really working on fa- finding fantastic to spend people to spend my time with make mm-hmm. a huge contribution. So if we're, every day we're going to think about bad things, then it's going to be a problem. Every day we're going to read the news and, and really fester in the news and what's yeah. not working, that's going to be a problem for us instead of, hey, there, you know, there's a lot working in this world. Right. There's a there's a lot working in this world. And let's focus on what what we can do to make it better. And there's huge challenges, obviously, in the world, too, that we need to, you know, continue to attack. If you had to distill it down, Chris, what what would you say? uh, And I know you've kind of painted it, no pun intended, kind of painted with broad (laughs) strokes all throughout our conversation uh, today. But if you had to distill it down on what makes what makes it possible for the great majority of the students that come through your program who, who get the education, the training, the, the insight into entrepreneurship and leadership development and accountability, if you had to distill down what makes it so that the great majority of them go on to have amazing careers, great lives, can find jobs, yeah. can become major contributors to their organization, uh, what would you say that was? Oh, great question. Um, most people think it's skills because they, they meet our people and they go, wow, they're just so confident and they are, they know what to say. And it's actually below that. What it is, is habits. So, so we teach habits in our program and we actually work on a monthly basis. How can we drive our habits forward and, and what can support us long-term? And, and I really even believe below there is mindset. Like, mm-hmm. like what mindsets are really going to support us moving forward? So I want to have a growth mindset. You know, I, I, you know, I want to, I, you know, I don't want to sit in a protected harbor and think I'm going to be okay. Well, I guess I could be okay sitting in the protective harbor, but going out facing the, 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 the choppy waves and the wind and the challenges and the, and, 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 and the setbacks, that's fantastic. Like, that's what it is. Like, you know, I've had enormous setbacks. We're talking today about a, a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, things that are really working. Well, trust me, you know, you want to spend a bunch of time. There's just so many setbacks I've had and failures and, and, um, and, and pain and suffering. Hmm. And that's great. Cause that makes you better. And if you understand that, then you see it as okay. Like, you know, most, again, that's also that public face yeah. versus what's really true. Um, and both are true. Cause both, you know, cause if you met me on the street, you'd say, Hey, how are you, Chris? Fantastic. Right. Like that's, that's how I would show up. And I'm also, you know, vulnerable and uh, willing to share inappropriate circumstances about what's not worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, Chris, I wish we had so, so much more time. It feels like we're just getting warm. Um, <laughs> well, if, you, if with, you'd, with you'd ever like me back on, Pierre, I would be, I would love to. So, gotta, so da- yeah. Got to definitely do a part two uh, to, <laughs> to this conversation. But uh, I, I want to ask you just a couple of more things be, sure, before please. I let you go. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about you know some of the hardship and difficulty that come that people experience, not just young people who yeah. are you know in that university section of life trying to figure out what's next, but at different at different spaces in life we have these pushback these pushbacks, and yeah. some of the pushback comes from people who are close to us. Yeah, and I, and I want you to kind of um, kind of talk to us about the when we have the business school professors in our lives that tell us you can't make $15,000 in the summer. You right. know, that's yeah. just, you know, one type of scenario of a person. Maybe we 
are, are connected to or we know well or in authority and they look at the, the, the dream, the aspiration, yeah. uh, the sense of purpose that we're trying to align ourselves with. And they tell, they, they tell us, oh, you can't. Now you, you, I don't think you can do that. I don't yeah. think that's possible. And it's not a coaching. Nope. Let's rethink. It's a straight negative. Cr- criticism. Yeah. You're, 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 and partly you're not worth it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, or, but really underneath it, good chance they couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's really, really hard. And I'm, you know, so um, I think one of the most important things is really focus on association. So for me, I focused early on, first of all, my dad's, you know, he's passed on, but he, just such an amazing mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and again, I, I know most people don't have somebody so th- like, like that. So, so, I, so the thing that I would focus on is find other people who are looking to do, you know, good things and looking to contribute and looking to big, big leaders. If that's what you want, let's find them. I know early in my career, it was an enormous focus of mine. Mm-hmm. How could I go do that? What, what could I do? So, so, um, you want people who who are going to say, "Hey, I, I've, I've, you know, I, I support you. I see that something's possible." And you also want, "Hey, are you open to some feedback?" Or, "Gee, maybe you need to talk to David because I don't think the recruiting plan's so good." Or, mm-hmm. or you know, here, you know, this is this is something. Or, have you figured out the money and where where are you going to get that? Should should we should we launch fully into this or should just this be a side hustle? You know, or or should, should how could we work better on your integrity? You know, you know, like one, one thing I always love to share is, is, you know, are you waking up with a snooze alarm? And you might say, well, what do you mean by that? Okay. Well, what I mean by that is, is that I make a commitment. Well, many mornings, not every morning, I make, make a commitment by setting an alarm. I'm going to be up this morning. It was 640. And like many commitments, I'm up before then. I was up at 630 and went, oh, okay. And I went up and I, and I got up, but a lot of people have that alarm go off and they hit a snooze Mm -hmm. and then they hit it again. So what does that actually say? That says that the goal, the first target I had for the day, I didn't make. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to miss that. And then I'm going to miss it again. So, so I would focus on smaller things and get really, really good at those. When I say I'm going to work out, I'm going to work out. When I say I'm going to eat this and not eat that, I'm going to do that. And, and by the way, we can only focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, so if you're committed yeah. to the snooze alarm thing, let's break that habit. Because it's integrity. I said I was going to do something. Do it. And then just stay committed to that. And, and the confidence that comes, and then all of a sudden, you are, the wor- you are your word in the world. That makes all the difference. Okay? So we can – so someone, you know, so, so someone saying something bad to me uh, or saying I'm not capable, but then I'm seeing in my private world, no. When I say I'm not going to eat something, I eat it. When I say I'm going to the gym, I'm there. When I say I'm going to class, I'm there ahead of time. When I don't hit any snooze alarms and we can go on and on. Yeah. And it's like, and when I say I'm going to study, I'm going to do this. And here are my marks. So I can see that here are the, the tangible results in the world that I'm getting. And I'm just not going to talk to, sorry, maybe not talk to the people <laughs> because sometimes it can be, it can be family members. So, yeah. so it's like, I'm just going to, okay, I understand. Thank you. You know, and, and, and that's really, really hard to overcome. Like, I remember actually one of our operators was looking to run his business and his mom, he had, he had um, an Ontario, you know, government grant coming his way and it mm. came his way. She took the money from his bank account so he couldn't buy a, buy a car to run his business. Wow. And the world is fantastic. So his basketball coach lent him his car so that he could run a really successful business. And for three years, he ran a fantastic business with us. And that's a ha- ha- unbelievably heartwarming story. And mm. by the way, his mom loves him, right? Mm. It's not that his mom did that. You know, she thought he was going to fail. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's not, it's not, you know, so that's what also really important, right? Understanding that when people say that, it's not they think you're bad. No, they just don't see it. And they're, they want to protect you from harm. Oh, man. Chris, so, so, so much here. So much here. Um, I call this, this section of the podcast, I call it shameless plug time. Um, <laughs> you gotta give us all the URLs, social handles, you know, and tell us why we should, even if we're just curious about what you're doing with students, or maybe we're an entrepreneur looking to learn lessons, or maybe we we're thinking about, Hey, this is something that might work for some, some young people we know, or even for ourselves, 
Now, tell us how to get in contact with you. Fantastic. So, well, first of all, if you're interested in hearing more of me and our, on our alumni and the organization, we have a Leaders of Tomorrow podcast available everywhere. Um, our website is studentworks.com. Okay. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Chris Thompson, no P and Thompson. Okay. And um, ultimately, what we're really about is finding amazing young leaders um, who live in Eastern Canada. So, Ontario to Newfoundland, you know, so, so that's our market. Um, but, uh, and, and we also, ha- uh, we have a sister company that works in Western Canada. So if you know any amazing leaders, please reach out to us. And otherwise you can get some content and understand what we're doing. And we're happy to share by, by listening to it. And again, we want the world to work better. So, so we're, we're, we're not hiding any secrets and we're, we're, we're sharing about again, what it is to really you know, make a difference in the world and really work with others to, to, to try to create amazing leaders. Cause there's been never a more important time than right now, you Absolutely. know, it, you know, to, 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 we need leaders. So. Absolutely. Chris, we've had a great conversation yes. today. I wish you all the best and continued success. Uh, you are a legitimate basketball fan. You mentioned that earlier. I see the We the North <laughs> behind <Yes>. you. Uh, <laughs> on, Season ticket holder since the start. <laughs> Many of those bad years. You know it. You know it. Oh. I've, I've had a lot of sweet years, but it's been it's been bad for a long time. I stayed it's, stayed committed. You you know what it's like to stay committed in, in, in tough times. And I thank you so much for what you're doing you're with this program for over 30 years and what you're doing to continue to consistently uh, pour into the next generation of leaders. Thanks so much for being my guest today. A real pleasure. Thank you. Great conversation with Chris Thompson, co-owner and head coach of the Student Works Management Program. Man, they have a proven system. And they're doing great work in Canada. If you want to hear more about the program, head over to studentworks.com. That's studentworks.com. And also check out the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. I'll put links to both of those in the show notes so that you will be just one click away. And so that you won't have any excuse to check out the work that Chris and his team are doing. Listen, that's all I got for this episode of the Leading Wild Green podcast. You know it's my mission to help you live, learn, and lead with confidence. And that's why we bring the guests on the show that we do. So until next time, take care and God bless.